Welcome to Bad Hasbara, the world's most moral podcast. Uh, this is a show where I take a look at the magical world of political propaganda from all over the world, or the Middle East, specifically Israel. That's that's what this podcast is. Um, once again, my name is Matt Lieb. I will be your host for this podcast. Um, just a quick reminder to everyone out there who's listening Thank you so much for listening. Um, you know, give us five stars and a review. Do that right now. Because if you're on one of them podcast apps, they usually have a thing where they're like, rate the show. Um, and if you do that, uh, number one, it makes me happy, uh, which is, you know, I think that's first and foremost, at least for me personally. Uh, but number two, it also uh, like boosts it. Like, uh, you know, it, it makes it easier for people to find who are looking for a podcast specifically about Israeli propaganda. I mean, we are, I think we might be the only specific um, Israeli propaganda podcast, but, uh, you know, just in case, five stars in review. And, you know, do that on Spotify. You can you can comment on episodes. There's a thing where you can, be, it goes like, how was the episode? And you can write like, great. So do that. That'll be sick. Um, also a reminder to everyone to uh, join the subreddit. We, we started a, a subreddit. It is part of Reddit, there's like a section of it that's called Bad Hasbara. If you join that, you can talk to other people who listen to the show or who like to share uh, funny and horrifying video that they find uh, from, you know, Israeli uh, government, uh, like media channels uh, and American media channels and European. Basically, everyone's doing Hasbara. If you're, you know, in the English speaking world or in the European world, you're going to find some crazy ass shit. Uh, a lot of talking points coming directly from the Israeli government, and they're a lot of fun to share. And it helps me out because that way I can get fucking content for the show. So that's a lot of fun. So do that. Join the subreddit. Uh, shout out to Mod JP Ben. Also, shout out to Adam Levin, who uh, is helping me with this podcast do some production work and uh, get clips and all that shit. Pretty badass. Finally, uh, if you are watching this with your eyes on YouTube, cool. I love you. You know that I do. Um, but also, uh, this channel will continue to be demonetized uh, because. I play a lot of clips and I do a lot of things that is, you know, copyright is against the law, I guess. I'm a criminal. Um, I'm an outlaw. This is the way I like to put it. I'm a bad boy. I'm a really bad boy. Um, I'm a bad person is a thing. Uh, and so I am uh, getting demonetized constantly because of uh, the copyright infringement claims. So if you want to support this show... Um, but you don't want to listen for whatever reason. You like looking. Cool. Go to patreon.com slash fraughtcast uh, and join the fucking join the Patreon. Because if you go to the patreon.com slash fraughtcast, then you can get this show as well as other shows, uh, you know, that like we do, I do, you know, I do a lot of show here. I, I'm going to put a ticker on donate now. Patreon.com slash fraughtcast. Look at this. See, I'm figuring out the technology as we go. Okay. 
So you can go there. I do uh, other shows with my podcast partner, Vince Mancini, where we talk about The Sopranos and talk about The Wire and talk about media and movies and shit in general. Lots of fun. Um, surprisingly, those are also very political podcasts uh, because both The Sopranos and The Wire are very political shows. So join the Patreon. Help me out if you want. I don't care. I do care, but I want to pretend like I don't care. Okay. Today, our guest, um, really fantastic guest today. I'm very excited because uh, this was someone who I've actually known for uh, a while uh, through his work um, on YouTube and also his awesome podcast, uh, The Iron Dice Podcast. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, everyone else, our guest today is Dan Arrows. Oh, let me add him to the... Yeah, there we go. And then we're going to flip. There we are. How you doing? Nice. Hey, Matt. Hey, piggies. So glad to be here. Uh, what's up? Uh, ready to represent the second worst country um, in international media uh, here and now. Hey, listen. I First of all, um, much love to, uh, you know, Germany. Not, not no. for their past <laughs> or their present. But to the um, Germans that I have met individually, who I am going to assume, um, based on just meeting them, uh, that they are, that most of the country is filled with like really cool, good, smart, good-hearted people, and and it's not all, you know, insane people who forgive genocide, right? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I haven't talked to uh, every single one individually, but it sure uh, tends to feel like uh, the opposite um, these days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I would never paint any country with a broad brush, no matter what not. they did to a portion of my family. <laughs> but uh, really, really comfortable <laughs> on this podcast for me so far <laughs> I, i'm here to confront you as an avatar right. for all germans yeah. yeah you should yeah yeah i have it i had it coming but uh no i'm very excited to uh, to, to, to talk to you uh today because uh I, what i want to talk to uh you and our audience uh today is about um germany um which has a very interesting role i think in um the last few months uh you know since the uh retaliation for the attacks on October 7th. Um, I think a lot of people are coming to uh, this whole, you know, uh, Israel-Palestine conflict, to use that reductive term. Um, they're coming to it, um, I think, new. Like, a lot of people don't know anything about it. So I think um, people are looking at Germany and going, like, what the fuck is going on there? What? And and I think, um, uh, I you know, as someone who's, follow this for a while i'm like oh yeah 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 if you didn't know germany um like uh, the huge huge supporters of israel in a way that i think um is on the one hand understandable um uh and on the other hand uh totally baffling to anyone who's just like but isn't genocide bad right yeah i think i feel like it's shifted into like a a whole different mode um, uh, on October 7th because prior to that Germany was always kind of like uh, juggling uh, these two aims of 
uh, really caring about international law and international institutions and what the UN says and um, ascribing meaning to that and having it as the sort of like moral guideline uh, for their actions. But on the other side, like uh, being as loyal to Israel as possible. So they would always just try to find like this middle road where they wouldn't like recognize the Golan Heights as Israeli territory, but they also wouldn't make a fuss about it or ever mention it <laughs> unless directly asked. Or they right. would, you know, the last time around um, when um, when uh, the conflict flared up was when uh, the Israeli government evicted people from Sheikh Jarrah in, in Jerusalem. Right. And, um, yeah, of course, like Hamas retaliated with rockets or whatever. And then like Israel retaliated and there was a large civilian death toll. And the answer to whenever that happens for a German politician is basically just saying Israel has a right to defend itself. Mm. Uh, we urge all parties to, you know, remain calm and then they hope it just goes away quickly. Right. And uh, for this time around, it seems like uh, they're just like pedal to the metal, like finish the job, Israel. Um, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting um, because I think like it sounds incredibly similar to the way that you know the United States has kind of dealt with Israel, uh, at least in the past, which is like um, the official government line for years and years. Uh, despite what many of you who are new to this, you know, whole thing might think, it was, uh, "Hey, Israel, um, the settlements in the West Bank." are bad and like you shouldn't do that like th this is not you know something that like um only democratic presidents said like george w bush said the same thing and they and they all said something along the lines of there should be a two-state solution um but it is in this recent conflict that it seems that is all out the window uh with both um the United States, uh, you know, uh, foreign policy people and in Germany as well. Like now it's just like Israel has a right to defend itself. Um, so let them do what they got to do, dog. Just let them fucking, you know, and, and everyone seems to uh, like they're allowing it to happen. They don't look stoked about it. But uh, I will say that um, I have seen some more full-throated, uh, like, pro-Israel uh, support coming from Germany than I think I had maybe seen or even noticed in the past. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like now that, like, roughly 25,000 people have died, um, they're kind of, like, toning it down a little bit. But, like, the cart has uh, gone gone out from under them like biden and our foreign minister annalena baerbock both said like today or last week like yeah, yeah we're committed to like a two-state solution this is like the only way right out and just being like immediately shut down by like the israeli government that that is not something they're considering at all yeah yeah and uh it's interesting too because uh, there was um there was no talk of that um, coming from uh, either Israel or coming, sorry, from either Germany or the United States. I think for the last few months, it's been like very much just yeah. like I mean, the eyes down. It seems like they just like they're OK with the status quo and for like the Palestinian question to just like dither away to you know right. like to, for the Palestinians to just end up like the Kurds way where they have like a legitimate claim to statehood, but they have no path of ever getting there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's been interesting watching um, Germany, uh, and I think just for some background. So let's let's talk about um, Germany and its relationship to um, Israel, and it's kind of like on a societal level, um, German people's relationship to Israel. The one thing that I have uh, at least been told uh, by people and have read about in you know limited capacity um, is that. The German left um, is uh, also Zionist. Is that right? Is that basically correct or no? Um, I guess it depends on where you draw the line. Mm. If like you're the like, if you mean like the liberal left, then yes, for sure. Mm. Right. Um, if you mean like further left than that, like not even represented by any major party on a national level, then it's kind of um, it's like splintered, where you have like. Mm. Uh, German leftists who are like fully Zionist and you have like weird little like splinter groups in there and you also but you also have a lot of young people and people with a migration background who are firmly on the side of the Palestinians yeah 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 I mean that is one thing that I think we've definitely seen in the past few months is um, seeing that kind of pro-Palestinian representation on the ground in uh, Israel um, or sorry in Germany <laughs> and uh, I've been you know um heartened by it because i'm like oh i had you know i had always heard that the basically the german left was you know in every other sense at least you know for americans ears uh very left-wing very you know openly socialist and whatnot um but then you know when it came to israel for reasons that i think are fairly obvious um at least on the face of it they were always like no of course and we fully support israel and it's right to exist um and uh, it seems like, you know, I I'm, uh, I don't want to paint the pro-Palestinian uh, protesters in Germany. They're not out in the street screaming against Israel's, quote, right to exist. They are screaming for a ceasefire from from what I can see. Yeah. I mean, there's this there's has been this really weird back and forth after October 7th because um, there were like instances where. At right on October 7th or like right after, like people took to the street waving like Palestinian flags, kind of like celebrating sure. uh, the attack or whatever. And um, it has led to this like, maybe this would have happened anyway, but like mm. you could also see it as like a tiny, kind of overreaction where uh, in the aftermath and the weeks after and even uh, in parts like to today, like any sign of showing Palestinian solidarity is completely banned. It right. doesn't really matter how you even phrase it. Like in the city of Munich, you you couldn't do um, a, a, a protest for like the Palestinian people, if, even if it's just about like human rights or whatever. It was like uh, banned like uh, throughout the entire city and in other cities as well. It's it's nuts because uh, you know this is stuff that um, you know in the United States I see um, you know inklings of it where you see like you know your so called right wing free speech warriors who are um you know they're also they're they're also pushing to ban the Palestinian flag like in Florida um or ban you know phrases like from the river to the sea or um you know ban any kind of support of uh BDS making people take BDS pledges and it seemed like Germany did um kind of a turbocharged version of that after October 7th where um it seemed that they were um 
uh, I mean, this is according to an article that I was reading from the New Arab that was uh, outline, uh, outlining the criminalization of Palestinian solidarity in Germany. Um, news outlets were getting, uh, in, in Germany, were getting a, um, an internal memo, or at least one did from uh, ARD, which is uh, the national um, German news outlet. Um, and it was, um, you know, I think a, a lot of journalistic institutions get kind of like guidelines for how we are yes. going to discuss things. Um, but kind of like really um, off the rail stuff. I mean, you know, uh, talking about, um, you know, the slogan from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is classified as a criminal offense. Uh, as a phrase, according to them, means that a free Palestine in the area from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea uh, means the annihilation of Israel. Uh, Germany has banned the uh, vast majority of pro-Palestinian protests and dozens have been detained following marches in Berlin and other German cities. So, uh, like, people are getting arrested for uh, protesting. How does that jibe um, in Germany with the the idea, like, what what's the Germans' relationship to the idea of, like, free speech and, like, you know, that kind of shit? So, um, so Germany has like this self understanding of uh, what's sometimes called like a fortified democracy, mm. where the idea is that if you if you want to have a democracy that is able to maintain itself, it has to have some tools at its disposal to kind of like defend itself against people who want to abolish it. You know, right. so yeah. uh, like an instrument in that would be. Um, like banning a political party that is outright against like the the like democratic order or like uh, against like our constitutional basic law as it's called. Yeah. So those are kind of like the tools that we have, and there are kind of like uh, ripple effects of this understanding. Like, and also like this is kind of all all stems back to like the the Nazis taking over and like the Holocaust and the horror of the Second World War and right. how do you reconstruct yourself um, out of that? So and um, in regards to Israel, like Germany has this, um, like Israel was kind of part of uh, its like it, German, like Germany restructuring like its self identity in the world, like right. being on good terms with Israel and like m making sure that like an Israel exists um, is is part of like making amends and is like showing that like we can be is like our way into like the international community in a way. Yeah, you know so. And for and this is really just like I feel like this problem has been in the making for a while because uh, it goes like much deeper than any like contemporary laws or like uh, any restrictions on free speech because in Germany you often hear this this phrase that like the the security of Israel is like a it, the German word is like Staatsraison it's like a raison d'état or like reason, reason of state yeah 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 exactly and it's like um, it's not in the constitution, whatever, but it's kind of like that—that that is what it means for us. Like this is why we are a nation in parts, not only but in parts. Yeah. And I think that isn't itself a problem uh, as long as Israel is like a normal country, um, as long as it's not <laughs> right. um, enga engaged in like gross human human rights violations and uh, ma mass murder. Um, yeah. But now yeah. it has all kind of come to blows and. Um, I think we're now seeing like the the effects of uh, what Germany has understood anti-Semitism to be, 
because like each government has to decide for for itself you know what what even is anti-semitism and there are like conflicting right um they're conflicting uh, definitions of that you know the one that the german government goes by or that they like, recommend to their people is the one from the uh international holocaust remembrance association which is not without its detractors mm-hmm. um but when they passed that in 2017 they added like an addendum to it that like not only is like attack our attacks on jewish people are possibly anti-semitic mm-hmm. but like israel understood as uh like a, like a jewish collective right uh, attacks on it are anti- not are necess- can be anti-semitic aren't necessarily but like the insinuation there is it's probably anti-semitic yeah. so um we've, we've so had a lot of that a- as well the uh in uh you know over here um the term that they've tried to you know basically trademark is the new anti-semitism and it has been an obsession uh mostly among like conservatives and you know neoconservatives uh in the early aughts um this idea of the new anti-Semitism as being the real threat to um, world Jewry. And that threat stems from anti-Israel sentiment coming out of uh, college students who want to rename a salad. You know, like, yeah. like <laughs> real ticky-tack bullshit. Just like, you know, the uh, a student group, um, you know, uh, a... a Zionist student group being near a Palestinian flag being looked at as like a threat. Um, yeah, so we've had a lot yeah. of that. And yeah, I mean, and that's a question where does that take you? If you see like, okay, the security of Israel is part of Germany's special responsibility to um, to uh, make sure that le- to let Jewish life on the planet or in Germany like survive and thrive, which I think it has a special obligation to. Mm-hmm. Um, to think about and to make make actions towards, but if if you connect that explicitly to Israel, you know it kind of uh, leads us to where we are right now. And that yeah. in itself wouldn't be like as if that wasn't horrible enough. You also have like this um, this like uh, it's really baffling how like Germany has kind of like made pr- doing a genocide part of its like resume, like something <laughs> that it like. The, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that it, like, like if there's says, one thing we know about it's what is and isn't a genocide <laughs> exactly. by the way i'm is it offensive in germany for an american to do uh a wacky german it's not to me <laughs> okay well then we're good uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah like it, it is uh i have seen this exact thing where it's on the resume as like it's a it's an endorsed skill on linkedin doing yes, genocide see, like, oh South Africa, how many genocides have you done? Oh, right. That's what I thought, you know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> trust me, we know a thing. You may know about apartheid, but I think we know something about genocide, all right? <laughs> Anyways, I support the current <laughs> government doing the killing. Yeah, it, it has been interesting seeing that as kind of like, um, uh, you know, uh, Germany's like foray into the uh, whole... ICJ, um, you know, trial as being like a supporter of of Israel and um, talking down to the South Africans and being like, if, you know, we're Germany, okay? We did genocide the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, therefore, we are the ultimate authority on what does and does not constitute genocide, which is... Um, 
I mean, it's a sickening argument that you hear even outside of Germany uh, and German officials, um, the idea of like um, what is and isn't a genocide as as um, basically being until we have reached Holocaust, um, then nothing, nothing illegal is going on, essentially. Yeah. I mean, what's so frustrating about it is specifically um, for the case in front of the International Criminal Court is that like uh, Germany announced this right after um, South Africa um, wrapped up uh, that right. part of the trial, but they didn't even they didn't even say like why specifically. They just said uh, this has no basis, and um, like to excuse Israel of genocide is like um, you're reversing like the victim yes. and the perpetrator, like you're victim blaming uh, basically. Right. Um, but nothing nothing even really of substance. You know, they could have just as well not done this and been would have been like totally fine no one would have even expected them to do uh, right to go to the icc yeah and you know it's a very uh funny thing to watch you know the uh online you know zionists um you know yelling at south africa for having the nerve to uh bring forth their you know uh charge of you know genocide and you know um charge of human rights abuses and they're just like oh oh yeah south africa you're you're gonna talk about human rights abuses i think i think not i think not not with your past anyways here is the vice chancellor of germany to talk about why the hague is bad and it's like okay so we're gonna yeah, let's uh, let's parse South Africa's past and then bring in uh, the German Chancellor. It, it's it's like uh, you know, it's interesting seeing his uh, you know the the presser that he did. Um, I actually have a video of it um, that I want to play, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, what 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 was his name? I I had it written down. Uh, Robert Habeck, so vice chancellor. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, he had a press conference uh, defending Israel from accusations of genocide levied by South Africa and by people uh, with eyes. Um, and he uh, specifically singled out uh, the phrase "from the river to the sea" uh, in this press conference, um, which has been criminalized uh, in parts of Germany as being a genocidal slogan, um, and. Uh, I have a clip of that that I would like to play for the audience here. Here we go. Actually, those who would commit genocide or desire to do so, if given the opportunity, are Hamas. Okay, so sorry, I had to, uh, for our podcast audience, I'm doing a translation of it. <laughs> and I did the accent again because you got to know he's German in case you didn't know. Right, right. <laughs> the annihilation of the state of Israel is on their agenda. So we can understand the slogan from the river to the sea as not meaning that Jews should leave Israel by boat, but as an extinction fantasy. Everybody knows it is a genocidal phrase. I sure hope that my characterization of this phrase does not bite me in mine asha in a few days. <laughs> One week later, in any arrangement, whether there is an accord or not, the Israeli state must have security control over all the territory west of the Jordan River. It's a necessary condition. 
So uh, one week later or so, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu comes out uh, and uh, holds a press conference. Of course, it's in if it's in Hebrew, you know it's going to be good shit. Because the se- the stuff that he says, whenever uh, Netanyahu or any Israeli official comes out and speaks in English, you're getting pure Hasbara. You're getting just their you know uh, appeals to the. Um, Western sentiment, you know, and and they tell you what you want to hear. When it's in Hebrew, that's when you get stuff like him saying everything west of the Jordan River um, must uh, be under the control, security control of Israel, which is, uh, I mean, that is from the river to the sea. Because, you know, the river we're talking about, west of the Jordan, Jordan is a river. Uh, Everything west of that, uh, it stops at the sea. In case you, because I've seen a few people being like, well, he didn't say from the river to the sea. He's like, no, he just outlined the exact <laughs> coordinates <laughs> that yeah. from the river to the sea implies. What really grinds my gears about uh, about our vice chancellor, who's part of the Greens, mm-hmm. which are like the uh, like middle class, upper middle class uh, liberals, um, right. kind of like people who donate to Amnesty International and to you supposedly really care yeah. about human rights is that like while he's just saying this he just gives it gives the most like like affected and like empathetic voice he's like about yes. to say oh i'm i'm sorry there's no other way germany for the germans and fuck those arabs or, so, <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. like that yeah. you know and, and, and like i would i would almost prefer it if they were just like full-throated like this is oh, what we believe 100%. and not like this like weird dance between Two positions that are ir- irreconcilable. I, I completely agree. That that is my that you know that is, um, that is my main uh, target when it comes to this uh, you know podcast, and then also uh, my own you know like content that I put online is this kind of like wishy washy liberal Zionism thing where we we want to have our I'm the good guy cake and eat it too. Um, you know, trying to. Uh, you know, present yourself as the, you know, progressive, uh, you know, tolerant, whatever, empathetic one, um, while at the same time holding this completely contradictory, you know, viewpoint that Israel got to do what Israel got to (laughs) do. And uh, it's just so it's so sickening to me because uh, I, you know, it's one thing that uh, I think I and a lot of people detest about liberals is that like, um, I feel like at least right wing people, in some sense, know they're a piece of shit. <laughs> like deep down, right wingers know they're pieces of shit. Whereas like liberals think they're good, and I right. can't have that. Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid roll ad that I'm gonna be playing until March seventeenth. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby... Um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 
7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Yeah, and it, like I've really, um, I've really noticed that like this is really like um, fit in nicely into like the rightward shift that is going on in Germany, where mm-hmm. prior to October seventh, even there was um, and there still is like a lot of pushback on immigration, right. on like Germany becoming more diverse, and like for liberals who are like kind of nervous about I don't know their the class that their child is in having too many like foreigners in it or whatever mm-hmm. uh, what, or what they imagine like this idea of like um anti-semitism in germany being something that's imported that's like brought in by foreigners from <laughs> right. like the arab world is like the perfect like get out of jail free yes. card because they can just say no we want we don't want any migrants because we want to protect like uh, jewish germans you know a hundred percent it is uh i think that's a fantastic point the idea that is like you know we're importing all these anti-semites to germany or to anywhere in europe you know like the idea that like uh you know the big issue with uh, immigration is mostly um you know the, that they're they're anti-semitic <laughs> uh they hate women it's like uh, i this this is the entire like liberal argument uh, uh that holds an incredibly right-wing viewpoint you know simultaneously where it's just like no 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 i'm not right-wing i love all these progress i have all these progressive values which is why i don't want the dirty foreigners (laughs) from uh, the middle east to come here and it's like just be just be a piece of shit just just admit it you know yeah and and it's not like uh, i don't think it's like um it's like from the get-go, um, mm-hmm. illegitimate to be concerned about that. That like, if sure. you want to be part of German society, you, you got to reject anti-Semitism. But right, the, of course, not. Uh, the underlying belief there is that, for the underlying liberal belief there is that like oppression inherently makes like people virtuous in a way. And mm. if they aren't like fully virtuous, then they are not really oppressed. So mm. so so that's why they always point to like the homophobia in Gaza in like. Um, right. And all these like f- fundamental uh, fundamentalist values that are hold right. there, and say, well, you know, even if it has nothing to like, even if if a person is homophobic, like a human rights violation uh, can still be done to them. Yes, you know, these things really aren't connected, but to them they very much are. A hundred percent, and I I've not uh, heard it put that way before, but I think that is exactly right, and that like perfectly encapsulates that sort of. Um, liberal worldview regarding um oppression and victimhood and uh just the standards that um a victim and i feel like the standards uh are it's obviously a double standard because you wouldn't um you know hold that uh same standard towards you know a uh 
um, like an Israeli who was moving there, or like a, a group of uh, Ukrainians who are um, or a German anti-Semite, you know? right? Yeah, and <laughs> and just the idea that you're, you know, you you are using that kind of framing of like, oh well, they're anti they're anti-Semitic or they're, um, you know. Uh, homophobic or uh they are you know hate women or whatnot um you're you're using that it's i mean it's clearly because you're it, you're holding this double standard you, you're not applying that equally you just don't trust arabs and uh yeah uh you know that's just something that they can't admit because then that fucks with their view of themselves as uh, the good guy um, yeah and just to like put a bow on this like Im immigration uh, talk in regards to Germany, that mm -hmm. is also why um, like after um, like people celebrated the attack on October seventh, like uh, in a couple mm -hmm. of t cities, like there was uh, like a big proposal from the conservatives to, um, if you want to get the German passport, it's you you have to um, like sign a waiver that um, Israel has a right to exist. You know, not that you like reject anti-Semitism in all in right. all its form, but specifically in reference to Israel, which is uh, very telling in, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, incredibly telling. Yeah, the idea. I mean, and I think that is something that you see. Um, I mean, beyond just that, you see that in the way that anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism have been interlinked. That one has superseded the other at this point, where it is kind of okay to be anti-Semitic as long as you support israel because if you support israel that is your uh the ultimate expression of loving jews which uh you know uh as a jew i'm like huh because <laughs> uh for me for example you know i i as someone who goes on twitter still um big mistake but it's still on on uh that horrible website um Elon Musk has done this thing where he has opened the floodgates to the Nazis, um, you know, and they have been um, they, they've really been like going crazy, at least in my mentions uh, for the last like month or so. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, you see uh, simultaneously his um, promotion of these um pro-israel uh has barists on the timeline where he's like he, he has um set the algorithm to push their posts um and you know he is uh he went to israel he you know kissed the ground uh i think the onion said like he he cried tears and he uh you know he was so happy to be back in an apartheid state <laughs> 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 and uh you know like this um this idea of like you can say all the anti-semitic shit that you want and hold all the like obviously you know anti-semitic coded views um that exist out there like your great replacement theories or whatever right-wing fucking um you know soros shit you want to put out there anti-george soros shit um you can do all that as long as you are supporting israel uh you know which is the avatar for all Jews now. And uh, yeah, um, it's interesting, you know, bringing up the immigration thing, at least uh, for me, because, uh, you know, in America, we have a different, uh, like, you know, anti-immigrant uh, thing, because all of our uh, immigrants are from Latin America, um, or at least that's the ones we we target. And of course, in, um, in Europe, in the last uh, decade or so, 
um, you see uh, a lot more of the uh, um, anti-Arab immigration uh, things, at least on the right. Um, so what's what I want to ask you is about like the there's to me there's a new right wing that exists um, that is um, coming out of sort of uh, the mixture of pro-Zionist, pro-Israel politics and uh, anti-Arab sentiment where um, uh, you've basically got people who are spouting right-wing talking points about immigrants and whatnot, um, but freeing themselves from the burden of being labeled anti-Semites. Um, and by supporting Israel, have you seen a change? Has that how much has that melded into sort of like more left leaning or liberal um, like spheres, at least in Germany? Like how how much is the anti immigrant stuff like starting to at least since the seventh um, like pop up again? And are you seeing it from liberal spaces uh, or liberal commentators? Um, yes, I would say generally that. Uh, Germany has like soured on on the idea of immigration a lot and being becoming like a more diverse society over the last two to three years. And mm. um, what you're saying there about like the getting under getting out of the accu accusation of anti-Semitism, like it really um, it, it really drives home that point when you look at like Germany's far right, which mm. is uh, the AfD, which is polling at like twenty percent nationally right now. It's highest it's ever been. Holy shit. Um, and um, specifically in the East, they're like a they're like a full on like neo Nazi party. They're like um, like the Wehrmacht really didn't do anything wrong and and whatever you know, like they're right. they're about as extreme as you can get. But if you if you uh, look into what they do in in Parliament, like the 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 anti BDS resolution that was uh, passed in Parliament was initially a proposal from them, like from the AfD. Yeah, you know wow. because. Because the um, like, if you're on the far right, it like the goals of Israel and your own goals like really don't like diverge as much. You know, it yeah. actually it plays it plays into your hands this idea of that um, like Jews aren't really safe anywhere except for in Israel because you know if you're far right you want them gone out of uh, right your country as well <laughs> yeah. and. Um, but yes, I right now I I do remember something like that. Um, it's not specifically in regards to immigration, but it was really a moment where I like turned around and I felt like like am I going crazy here? Like I'm not <laughs> understanding this at all anymore. Yeah. And there and there was one. Um, there was um, a, a protest organized by like the government on October 10th in front of the Brandenburg Gate. Huge huge protest. Right. And the um, the co-head of the Green Party, you can see I really have like a thing out for them. Mm -hmm. um, he uh, he held a speech and um, he said, uh, this really stuck in my mind because this was so shocking to me. Uh, he said that like for uh, a morally upstanding person, um, there is no other option than to stand with Israel, uh, the homestead of the Jewish people. And, and I was like, how can like a, a progressive guy like to cheers and nobody like bats and i say like imply that like a, a jewish german's homestead is israel and it's right. not like 
it's not Germany. It's that, not Germany. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is so crazy. To me. And that, like I that is something that I would see as deeply deeply anti-Semitic, but it doesn't didn't even register, you know, no one even talked about it. No, you are uh your your uh, your anti-Semitism gauge is correct, Dan. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> insanely anti-Semitic and and you're not crazy, um nor is this uh, an experience that you've had like uh you know, uh, just for you, a, a lot of people have had this uh, exact experience of, you know, feeling like, um, am I insane or are people saying that uh, Jews, uh, either my Jewish friends or me personally, uh, am not from here? Um, and that is, uh, that is insane. It is anti-Semitic. And I think, you know, I think doing it in front of the Brandenburg Gate in Germany is obviously like even more like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> like that's, yeah. you know. That um, that kind of sentiment there obviously carries a, a more powerful punch. Um, but like, yeah, it is um, it, it is something that we've seen a lot over here. Um, the kind of, I mean, we had our president, uh, you know, Joe Biden. That was insane. That yeah, was... <laughs> butcher Sorry, Biden. Interrupt. Yeah. <laughs> we had him say, uh, without Israel, not a Jew in the world is safe, as if it is not literally his job to keep all of his citizens safe. Yeah. Must feel um, great to hear that from like your president. <laughs> yeah. No, it was like this insane thing that like at least uh, every Jewish person that I know um, who, you know, I am still talking to. Obviously, there are a few who we are not on speaking terms uh, since the 7th because uh, they are. Uh, losing their mind a little bit but um uh <clears throat> they yeah everyone was just like what the fuck this isn't a normal thing to say and uh w watching people try to explain it away or or you know we, either because they are zionists or because they are just fucking you know blue team people they just love the dems and they're like no dems always say good thing and if they say bad thing it was accident or you're bad um, and yeah, it, this is just like an insanely, um, charged time for, uh, anti-Semitic statements that are wrapped in the gift wrapping of pro-Israel statements. Yeah. Um, and then it's really like a one-two punch where you have like, that like makes you think, am I crazy? And then you get like an, a huge op-ed about like how Greta Thunberg is like anti-Semitic for <laughs> for having a standing with Palestine. <laughs> yeah, because she got she got a uh, she got a, a puffy little you know stuffed animal squid, and they're just like, well, 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 look at these dog whistles. And I'm like, dog whistles? You want to talk about dog whistles? You just said I'm not from here. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting, and you know, uh, I think. Uh, one of the um, <clears throat> things that uh, a lot of, you know, pro-Palestinian um, or Jewish uh, Palestinian solidarity groups um, have been trying to do is like show kind of like the hypocrisy um, in the way that uh, in order to protect Jews, they're um, mass arresting um, Jewish protesters uh, who speak out against the genocide in Gaza. And... Um, there was one uh, video uh, recently or semi-recently. Um, this is happening also in Germany. Um, we had, uh, you guys had uh, Iris uh, Hefetz. How do you pronounce that? Hefetz? Yeah. I see yeah, okay. you nailed it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, held up a poster uh, on uh, Hermann Platz in Berlin 
uh, that said, quote, as a Jew and an and Israeli, stop the genocide in Gaza. The police asked her to take down the poster and stop protesting alone. She refused and was temporarily arrested. And um, I have a, a video of that as well. And it's, uh, you know, again, it packs more of a punch when you see it, you know, in Germany where, yeah. All right, this person is a uh, uh, Jewish-Israeli, German. As a Jewish and Israeli, uh, stop the genocide in uh, Gaza. Within seconds, the Berliner uh, police arrested her, demanding uh, her to take the sign down. And she is speaking with the Polizei. Knowing her democratic rights, she refused. Shortly afterwards, she was arrested. That's, they're taking her into a, a police trailer, which seems kind of nice. Have you ever been on a movie set? It looks similar to that, except for, I think, locks from the outside. Since the beginning of the war in Gaza, uh, Berliner police banned voices condemning, uh, hold on, condemning uh, the killing uh, of civilians, uh, unless these civilians are Jews. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, that's wild to see um yeah it really makes you it makes you like scratch your head if, if you have this assumption that like germany has like really this commitment to like uh keep jews safe in um give them like a voice in germany um but it really all makes sense if you if if you if you uh, understand like what we talked about in the beginning where like an anti-semitic act can be a act against like the state of israel and if you go by that de definition it makes perfect sense that like uh, the german state would arrest a, a jewish person for anti-semitic incitement you know <laughs> yeah 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 and it's I mean, not just that incident it's happened like multiple times it has happened and it, it's it's not always arresting like there have been numerous um like jewish intellectuals who mm -hmm. let's say like wrote an op-ed in like the american press um one specifically compared to like the situation in gaza to like the warsaw ghetto uprising yes, and yes. they have their uh, their shows canceled or um like their contracts rescinded and all and stuff like that yeah by it germans was, you know yeah masha um oh I, I i need to get the name but uh uh it was masha uh gessen uh russian-american uh journalist and writer um who was gonna get a hannah uh, arendt prize and had i think uh, not the prize canceled but the ceremony itself uh was well Oh they, well, what happened? They first canceled the pri They first canceled the whole thing, mm -hmm. and then there was an enormous blowback from other intellectuals because the foundation that gives out the hand up how the Aaron Price like close to the Greens. It's a lot of like, as I said, like upper class liberals, academics, and there mm -hmm. was a lot of blowback internationally as well. So she actually got the prize in the end, but nice. which a much smaller ceremony. Um, yeah, but initially that, that it was all uh, canceled. <laughs> Was it a, a smaller prize too? Like they, they shrunk the trophy down. <laughs> they broke it in half. <laughs> they broke it in half. And they're like, here's your fucking prize. And yeah, so, uh, you know, she, uh, um, uh, or they were, um, 
you know, uh, had went through all this trouble and got it, uh, you know, this Hannah Arendt Prize uh, for political thought, um, you know, taken away and then given back all because they um, compared Gaza to Jewish ghettos in an article, uh, in an essay that they wrote in um, The New Yorker. Uh, that was December 14th. Um, December 31st, uh, in the Jerusalem Post, there's a little quote from uh, our uh, old pal in the Knesset uh, right-wing uh, ghoul, uh, Smotrich, uh, admitted as much that they, the Palestinians, want to go. They have been forcibly held against their will, <clears throat> against their will in a ghetto for 75 years. Um uh, in poverty and told uh, that the only resolution uh, a resolution to the uh, situation in, is to destroy Israel and return to Haifa and Tiberias. Um, yeah. Uh, so like just the idea of, um, you know, the Israeli right is going, you know, publicly just being like, yeah, we know what Gaza is. It is a ghetto. That is what we've done. We have ghettoized them and not ghetto in the way that like a, uh, you know, the American inner city ghetto or whatnot, or, uh, you know, this is uh, a ghetto ghetto. Like, uh, and I believe Masha said essentially what this amounts to, this war uh, in Gaza is the liquidation of the ghetto. And uh, right. this is exactly what the more scary but more honest uh, right-wing Knesset members like Ben Gvir and uh, Smotrich are saying out loud, like, yes, this is a ghetto and we're about to liquidate this shit. Um, yeah, and, and even yeah. beyond that, like, even if that was like a wholly uh, inaccurate statement, you know, just just like the gall for like a German association to like, especially because it's the Hannah Arendt Prize yes. for political thought. <laughs> like to say, to tell like a Jewish intellectual, sorry, you're canceled uh, because you're too problematic for us. Like in Germany is just very, uh, yeah, it's very concerning to me. Actually. Yeah. Like it's yeah. quite scary. And, and it's like, it's all so, uh, it's, so, it's also, it's all so on the nose level ironic. Like it's, it's, if this were written you know, uh, in fiction, you would just be like, I don't know, you're kind of, uh, kind of beating me over the head here with the uh, dramatic irony, you know, uh, yeah. but it's, you know, it is real life. It's not fiction. These are yeah. uh, completely, uh, you know, contradictory views that to anyone with a brain and a sense of irony would be like laughable at the idea of like canceling this <laughs> You know, like the Germans being like, no, don't give don't give this uh, Russian American uh, journalist the Jewish prize. And, you know, uh, you know, it's you know, let, let's arrest the Jews for doing anti-Semitism. It's just so on the nose. Like, what the yeah. fuck? What I think is what is what I think is really important there and what that specifically draws into focus is that a lot of people have this uh, assumption that like, oh, the Germans, they can't help themselves. Like they're just overzealous. Uh, because of their history, and, so, and it's really not that. It's yeah. it's not about it's not about protecting uh, Jewish sensibilities. It's about protecting German sensibilities. Mm. For Germans, for their self perception to combat anti semitism is like being a good person, which it right. is. But they extend that fully to Israel and all its actions. Yeah. So so they would rather like cancel the talk of a Jewish intellectual than than reckon with that discrepancy 
Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It's like, yes, uh, it is true that to be against anti-Semitism is good and makes you, at least in that sense, a good person. Of course, the idea, though, uh, is that, you know, um, at least with liberals, is it's using this as a way to either not honestly engage with this intellectually in any sense or using it for the purposes of holding an incredibly right-wing view. Um, and, uh, you know, so you either have liberals who are, um, you, you know, useful idiots for the right, or you have um, liberals who are, you know, not really all that liberal, you know, and, and get to just, uh, you know, look at themselves as a good person and hold these completely conflicting views. Um yeah, it's just it's uh, it's one of the things that I think um, blows my mind when it comes to um, the way we talk about Zionism is uh, and the way that anti-Zionism has been turned completely into this idea of anti-Semitism, where you have allowed yourself to you, you know hold anti-Semitic views and allow anti-Semitism uh you know to happen uh, and cheer it on but because it's pro-israel you're like well that's fine you know i'm i'm as long as i feel good like i'm a, i'm the good guy in the end then i i can i can let this happen right yeah. and and it's not like there aren't like um discerning uh jewish voices in germany about this as well it's just that they're they're kind of like pushed out of their conversation a little bit like one of them oh yeah um is like not just a little bit uh, one of them is like Deborah Feldman, who had like a sort of like a, a mini debate on a public broadcast with our vice chancellor, mm. where she said that she feels very uncomfortable about her, uh, like her Jewish identity being used as this sort of fig leaf to um, back the the actions of a transparently like far right in parts fascist government. Yeah. And um, she has been... And, and and she explicitly said, like, it's not great being a Jew in Germany that doesn't like Israel. Um, yeah. And she has been, like, criticized for that a lot, like, especially especially from, from Germans and from, like, from conservatives for even, like, suggesting that. And But in their mind, like, and they have said this publicly, like, the idea of a Jewish person that doesn't fully agree uh, with, like, Israel, what it's been doing for 40 years in terms of the occupation or just on a regular basis, like, that is almost, like, non-existent to them, you know? It's, yeah. like, it's like here and there, there are a few, but it, it, it's not really something that even registers on their radar at all. Right, and I think that it's... That is uh, a willing denial of um, that... The diversity of thought around Israel... Um, within Jewish communities all over the world, outside of Israel and inside of Israel, is like, you know that there are um, Jews who are huge critics of Israel, but the idea of giving them any air um, would piss people off, especially some of the more, um, <clears throat> some, some of the more like, uh, um, uh, well-funded institutions and the ones that uh, the institutions that have um, power and sway are going to be like, no, we need to ignore that because that totally fucks up our narrative. Um, the idea of the, you know, Jewish anti-Zionist or the Jewish critic of Israel um, 
is a real uh, narrative killer for uh, anyone who is trying to paint a broad solidarity within the Jewish community as being pro-Israel. Like this idea of like, you know, if you are mean to Israel, you are mean to Jews. Um, and that only works if every if you are painting every Jew as being essentially Israel. <laughs> every Jew uh, in its collective is Israel. They just don't all live there yet, which is another way of just saying that uh, Jews are a, a, a group of people with dual loyalty who uh, have no um, ties to their host country and that they're just there to, uh, you know, um, you know, have power and all the, you know, fucking anti-Semitic tropes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and what you're saying about like this being like a structural issue is like, is, is so true. And this is exactly what um, this intellectual that I just mentioned, Deborah Feldman, um, maligned in German society is that the voices you hear of, the, the voices you hear from German Jews are from these uh, institution like the uh, the Central Council of Jews or like yeah. the German-Israeli Society, which are uh, like explicitly Zionist yes. and, and in parts like not just, you know, if you, uh, there's a difference between saying like, as a German, I think it's good that like Israel exists as this idea of a safe haven for the Jewish people. You know, right. that's one thing. Just like in a vacuum, you know, uh, putting everything else to the side. But but like, but then you also have the, like people from like the head of the Central uh, Council of Jews accused like Greta Thunberg of being anti-Semitic. Right. Um, they have they're connected to a newspaper um, that's called like Jüdische Allgemeine, which is uh, Germany's largest newspaper, and they published an op-ed piece last week by a German, by a German member of the Liberal Party, um, just saying like the in the civilians in Gaza are not innocent. And right. basically, just like making the case that there is, like, there is, there collective punishment is is justified in the right. in the in the instance of Gaza. I w I don't know why you would try to make that point as like a German, um, right? <laughs> I would maybe like chill out uh, on the, on that point, but yeah. At least like let someone else make that point, fucking weirdo. Like it is it is so insane. But yeah, no, I I was I actually wanted to ask you about that very thing. Um, because I know um, about the uh, systemic uh, issue or the, the institutional issue around um, the conflation of uh, Jewishness and, um, you know, Zionist. Um, because in the United States, you know, with our institutions, um, uh, we, or at least within the institutional Jewish community, um, all of our institutions, or not all, but a large, large portion of our institutions have done um, a complete um, Zionist pivot to a degree that I think is um, dangerous for uh, Jews in the United States. The big example being the ADL. Um, you know, the Anti-Defamation League was, I think, started... Um, uh, uh, after the lynching of Leo Frank in like the 19, like early 1900s. Um, and it was created logging um, uh, anti-Semitic incidents in the United States and being a civil rights group, a pro-civil rights organization. Um, and the fact is, is that now and for the past, I don't know how many decades, maybe, you know, a couple um, but uh, at least in the last, in my lifetime, the ADL 
I've watched it go from being a group that for the most part, you know, would say, come out and be like, hey, that thing that that guy said about Jews, you know, being bad, that's anti-Semitic to being uh, a place that denies, um, you know, anti-Semitism coming from the right or at least ignores it in favor of uh, trying to get the Hadid family canceled or like trying to get a college student in trouble for, you know, ripping down a poster or, you know, like these are institutions that were created in order to, you know, keep American Jews safe. And the idea that they have been co-opted completely by the Israel lobby and are a part of the Israel lobby uh, in the United States to me is like terrifying because of the fact that it just completely discounts the idea that an American Jew um, might have other things on their mind to worry about coming from the right, you know? Uh, So yeah, I wanted to ask about what kind of institutions you have there um, in Germany that are, have, you know, that are now just, or have they always been, um, Zionist or have they, have they been kind of like a combination where they have like, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in them. I like, I, I mean, don't the, know about the, the Jew- Jewish German council. Like I'd never heard that before. So the, for like the political question, should like in Israel exist or does it have a right to exist or whatever? Uh, is it secure and important? That's a question that's completely settled, like yeah. in, the, in, in German politics, like, um, that is like that's like the baseline. Israel has a right to exist. You know, even right. if you believe, well, does it have a right to exist as apartheid? Say whatever. You know, that's right. the baseline. Um, but yeah, what you're saying is exactly right about this like far right co-opting and like uh, this is why this like Germany is talking so much about imported anti-Semitism. Well, at the same time, like the AfD is polling at like a twenty percent nationally, which Crazy. is like our sec- second uh, most popular party right now. You know, <sighs> and. Um, yeah, and all, we actually had like a ton of like anti far right protests um, over the weekend, like hundreds of thousands of people, but including incidents where people who like had like um, like Palestinian scarves on or something like that were explicitly like shut out um, of the of those protests. Or and I, you know, I don't know. This is just anecdotal, but I've seen like people complaining about being like spat on or wow. like assaulted. Um, yeah, by the right into, or by by the no 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 by to... as this was explicitly by by like uh, like climate activists basically, <laughs> um, yeah because it, you know it, this is this is like what combating anti-Semitism has like morphed into uh, in Germany. But in terms of like like Germany doesn't really have anything like APAC, for instance. You right, know? it's pretty self-sustaining, and it's not hard to understand why because sure, um, like if you're if you're a German person for who this topic is from the get-go uncomfortable you know right i could totally understand like the german government just never talk about this at all you know being like come on bro like can someone else like yeah take this one you know <laughs> yeah, we really yeah, want to yeah. do- deal with there's this. a lot that of countries that can talk about this right we'll just <laughs> yeah lay back Let, in the n- cut pl- please not us yeah exactly yeah. if you're hey everyone matt lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that i'm gonna be playing until march 17th 
Why March 17th, you ask? Well, <laughs> because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, you helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to... Do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. A German person for whom this is already uncomfortable, and you see that like the Central Council of Jews in Germany is saying Greta Thunberg is like borderline anti-Semitic. Right. Like, like the cards are just like stacked against you to even like question that because you want to you you want to uh, be like an upsetting cit citizen and combat right. anti-Semitism and be an ally to Jewish people in Germany. So yeah, it's like everything is kind of like set up in a way where. Um, it naturally goes towards the end of these institutions who like they're not like hardcore Zionists and they mm -hmm. might even like criticize Netanyahu or whatever because mm -hmm. he's like the great uh, sin eater of it, it, <laughs> yeah he really like, is uh, Israeli <laughs> society yeah um, but yeah that's typically like the way it works it's like there isn't even like there's no need for like a pack making donations or whatever it's pretty self-sustaining and it's just like uh, in Germany that just sounds a thousand times worse than um you know uh, like at least in America you know uh with regards to our history of anti-semitism like we for sure have an anti-semitic history but i mean you know it's not uh you know in America we are um a deeply uh racist deeply anti-black society and you know the uh that is kind of our um that's our anti-Semitism is just uh, the constant othering of, uh, you know, black Americans and uh, anti-blackness. And so um, not to say that, you know, it's OK if the ADL is, you know, now watered down to the point of just being a right wing um, Zionist organization, but saying that in Germany, um, having your um, Jewish institutions be completely co-opted by um, Zionists is a lot scarier because of the history of German anti-Semitism, where it's like, I think you need these institutions. They, they hold an pretty important, important role uh, on a societal level um, that um, needs to be separate from the idea of being this like foreign lobbying group. You know, this is, uh, we are, you, Germany wants to, encourage the idea of safety among jews in germany we not not pivot to the idea that you know jews uh oh don't worry about you know german jews whatever they're they're probably they'll be fine let's concentrate on you know uh activists who are talking about genocide in gaza like that 
that as you know for german jews i can imagine is like a pretty frightening prospect especially considering like they're they're in germany and they don't want to move <laughs> like yeah yeah especially wanna, and yeah. like you have on the one side especially if you're like a, a german jew who's critical of, of the israel of the israeli government like you yeah. have that on the one side and then you have um like the far right on the other side and then um yeah you're also kind of like a sometimes like collectively held responsible like it's it's not like an isolated incident that like a person who wears like a kippah in berlin is like a assaulted or aggravated or whatever it's terrifying like it's i imagine it's yeah. terrifying for um for jewish germans and for uh, for germans of palestinian descent uh sure the same yeah yeah it is uh it's wild and you know it's like uh i'm i'm uh fascinated by it because i know that uh Germany in recent years has had um, a lot of like has had a lot more Jewish immigration. Um, uh, I, I forget where I read uh, that um, the fastest growing Jewish population in the world right now is not Israel. It's uh, it's Germany. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's, that's awesome. wild. And that's fucking cool. Um, and, uh, you know, scary for um you know anyone who's a german jew there who was watching this all go down and watching the far right party have 20 percent of the yeah. vote it's fucking and terrifying yeah another layer on this is that like what makes this so you probably feel the same way what makes this like so painful is that this comes all like this and this enthusiastic support for um, for Israel's conduct in Gaza, or as like uh, our vice chancellor said, like harsh harsh conduct, mm -hmm. um, yeah. like comes out the heels of like two years of like like totemizing and like fetishizing the idea of like international law in, yeah. in regards to like the Ukraine Russia conflict and yeah. like and like if we don't like support them there then like the whole like western like value system is on trial there and this really matters and like telling countries in the global south that no 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 it's the time where we use like international laws this like cynical piece to advance our interests that's over we really mean it this time in regards <laughs> yeah, yeah. to ukraine and russia and now gaza having all of that like flies out the window yeah 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 it's just like oh never mind never mind on all that you know some some places uh international law doesn't apply to um and uh yeah that's uh i gotta say that's always good that's always good for um uh any minority group uh in a country and um, just for the state of the world is when uh you have international norms um just being like you know we're all just kind of pretending to follow these norms but they're unenforceable so um some countries yeah. are just going to be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do and, and I feel like, yeah. like if you if you're like the German state and you really care about like keeping Jewish people safe, like this sort of attitude, this like disaffected attitude, um, in regards to this issue, really puts like more, like it it does more harm than it does good to like the, the Jews of Germany, Jews in Israel, because like like there is no future for like the Palestinians, like there there is yeah. no way out of this. We're just waiting for you to just like go away so we can stop feeling uncomfortable about this yeah. issue. Yeah. And um, and I think that's kind of like, if there was like an honest attempt for like a two-state solution that was like pushed on, I feel like the, the tensions wouldn't be as heightened in, in that region. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's, it'd be, uh, you know, it'd be nice for 
the people who don't want to engage with it in in general and that's why i understand when people push the two-state solution you know as their own personal shield against like engaging with this issue um you know just like uh it is uh it's a way of being like hey you know uh i just want everyone i just want i think um bad things are bad and i think everyone sh like love is good and uh, everyone should have their own state and whatnot you know and it's like we are now at a time in which uh neither palestinians nor israelis are um pushing for that i mean you know palestinians are pushing for broad civil rights uh throughout the land uh and uh, the right to return and the right to vote and uh israelis are pushing for a one-state solution that uh ethnically cleanses the parts where there are too many uh arabs uh and uh, where they can get a majority um or they're just pushing for the status quo of continued apartheid mm -hmm. and um you know back when you know there was talks of the two-state solution or a roadmap to peace or whatever you know fucking uh like think tank institute in washington you know named their fake peace plan that would never happen um you know it was a way to kind of like push and ignore the issue and make people feel more comfortable about it um because it was just another can you were going to kick down the road anyways at least you could say you tried um but anyways i'm getting i'm getting yeah. uh I mean, but it would be so yeah. easy to find like the middle road there in regards yeah. to like October 7th, where like it, the German government could just come out and say, this is horrible. Like we stand with you. We stand with the victims, with the families of the hostages. Right. Um, go and like uh, put everyone to justice who was involved in this. Mm -hmm. um, but don't kill like uh, an, an indiscriminate amount of civilians. And also we might not like if you do that, we might not like give you our full support and deliver you like munitions for your tanks. Right, which German government <laughs> yeah. is doing right now. So yeah. I don't know why, like, they wouldn't lose like their face to anyone um, acting that way. Yeah, really yeah, really but you know that. what they would lose is uh, they would lose the support of um, you know uh, Europe uh, and you know the and the United States and uh, you know anyone who's uh, fucking. That's the thing. It's like no one wants to. No one wants. To to do that as long as you so long as the united states um is yeah supporting israel really to the it. fullest no one in europe's fucking touching that they're they're following in line you know and if they do except like except for ireland except for <laughs> ireland because ireland fucking rules <laughs> i love the irish uh Same. you know as uh they're just you know good people uh, sure they're drunks sure <laughs> they you know they don't like masturbation or whatever, or they think if you masturbate, Jesus Christ, but they're pro-Palestinian and that's what's important. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a really, honestly, we could go on and on with this, um, but uh, we do have to wrap up and I know it's late. You're in Germany, right? Yes. Uh, so I know it's late there. Um, before we get out of here, um, we, you know, it would not be an episode of Bad Hasbar without playing a little bit of uh, Hasbara. And uh, this is um, here's a someone uh, sent me this video of uh, a couple of Israeli college students going around um, uh, mocking the idea that Israel is an apartheid state by um, pointing out that uh, in Israel um, uh, they allow arabs 
to go to school. Uh, so, wow. uh, yeah, so I have a, a little bit of that that I'm going to play for all of us right here. And look, it's the apartheid. We're walking into the apartheid. It's the apartheid. It's the apartheid. It's the Perfect example of apartheid. Freedom of speech in Israel. And look, we don't take it down. And if you don't understand, this means this is everyone's home, Jews and Arabs living together. Oh, wait, wait, something's happened to the video. What is this? It seems to be a group of For white, this is black a country people? of people. Africans, black and white, Asian and colored, Whoa. rich and poor. Seems to be from the 80s. This is our South Africa. Oh, I see. It is, uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, this was spliced together with a, uh, a little uh, promotional ad from Apartheid South Africa, in which they were going around showing uh, black people and white people living together, talking together, uh, people laughing, people having fun. Uh, Where's people Elon? Yeah, Elon's there, <laughs> you know, like thinking about one day fucking Grimes and making rockets and, uh, you know, eventually uh, pivoting to uh, Jew hatred. We are a rich variety of people, indelibly joined by our past to our future, and our diverse mixture of languages, cultures, religions, make us a truly cosmopolitan society. And as Africans, we are living and working together, sharing a common goal, that of a better tomorrow. Yeah, that better tomorrow is uh, gonna be a few years away um, after the United States stopped supporting apartheid South Africa, and then they just uh, so like desperate, like it, it, yeah. it's like you just gotta ask. Okay, cool. Like, um, can you and that guy, that Arab Muslim guy over there, can you guys uh, get married? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's married? over. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he? Uh, does he have any family in the West Bank? Oh, can how, can they can they come over and hang out? Uh, or how about this? Uh, can um, can they uh, build? Let's say they wanted to, uh, you know, like uh, buy up some land and build build a house there. Can they do that? No. Oh, can uh, can they collect rainwater? <laughs> like like the amount of like desperation that comes from these accounts is so crazy because you see you see the um, the level of discourse as to or or like the level of what is uh, what is apartheid like constituting. Uh, the definition of being like, oh, it can't be apartheid if if some people speak Arabic. It can't be apartheid if uh, there is, you know, people in, uh, you know, uh, in universities in Tel Aviv who are who are uh, Arabs, and completely ignoring the siege of the West Bank, completely ignoring ignoring the occupation, uh, or sorry, the siege of Gaza, the occupation of the West Bank, completely ignoring every single facet of it, and being like. No, but I can make a nice promo video, you know? It can't be apartheid because we invented the soda stream. That's right. We invented soda stream. <laughs> and uh, bad people could not have made bubbly water. Everyone exactly. knows that only good people drink the bubbly water. Um, yeah. And just I just love the uh, the fact that in that video, if you, if you watch it again, you'll see that every time... Um, they are in a public space where there's any people around. They are whispering apartheid. Like they go, 
Can I say apartheid? Like they they won't even full throat <laughs> say it because number one, they don't want to have any uh, right wing uh, Israelis looking at them going, "What the fuck are you doing?" And number two, they don't want any Arabs <laughs> going like, "Wait, what are you making right now?" Yeah, can both, I say something on this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like literally, just the idea of that. You watch the video, you'll see that they are whispering. Oh, here's that. Here's that apartheid. It's like, oh yeah, this guy wearing a headscarf. You know, L- yeah, yeah. Look at that. I'm just taping them from far away. I don't want them to see. Uh, yeah, you know that you're. Uh, you know, you believe in the uh, um, uh, the moral ri- rightness of your of your statement when you whisper the sarcastic yeah. premise. At least that's like a good. That's like a reason to optimist. Be optimistic, right? Let this like. It's so pathetic, and yeah. you know we we have this. We have almost Alan Dershowitz uh, representing Israel at the ICC. Like it's not, it's not yeah. going great for them. I think. Yeah, yeah. On the Hasbara front, you know, the the one thing that keeps me going, the one thing that like keeps me thinking, you know, if things could a Palestine could one day be free is uh, that at this point they have forgotten how to do PR, and. Uh, the 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 worse it gets the more i go like oh shit we're gonna win this um <laughs> but yeah hey you know apartheid south africa also made a lot of great videos and hey you gotta love it all right um that is our podcast dan i really want to thank you so much for coming on uh and talking with me at bad hasbara yeah my pleasure thank you of course when uh, where can people find you um you can find me on x uh, although i rarely post there except for mm-hmm. how much i hate uh, our government uh, pretty much <laughs> and um uh, iron dice the iron dice my podcast you can also go to patreon.com slash dan arrows uh, we also have a discord if you're one of those people on Germany that feels isolated there are a lot of like-minded people there nice. um yeah um yeah check uh, check out my stuff Check out Dan's Patreon uh, and check out uh, Iron Dice. Uh, Dan, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I'd love to have you back on soon uh, as, uh, you know, this continues. I mean, hopefully I this doesn't continue and I won't have to have you back on soon nor have this podcast anymore. But if uh, <laughs> it does, uh, please come back again. Uh, this was a fascinating and enlightening conversation for me. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. And thank you all out there for listening. Uh, Patreon.com slash broadcast for all of these episodes plus other episodes. Uh, email me, please. Badhasbara at gmail.com. Um, I want to uh, say this is a call, an official call to everyone out there who listens to this podcast. If you are someone who is... Um, uh, a, a Jewish person, um, or even, you know, uh, if you were raised in Christian Zionism, uh, who is uh, now coming to realize uh, kind of what's going on and you don't have any place, uh, you know, in which you can say these things publicly, please, uh, I would love to hear your stories. We had a great email uh, recently that I'm going to read on the next episode. Um, I'm, at least I'm going to read some of it. Um and people have been coming uh, to this podcast and talking a lot about um, their own experiences with uh, within Zionism and how they 
kind of got out of it and the family that uh, they are either losing because of it or the family they don't talk to that much anymore or you know when they do talk they don't talk about anything serious um and i encourage people to please uh write or send a voice memo uh if you want to tell your story and want me to play it on the podcast badhasbara at gmail.com um i love hearing stories of people who uh were involved in spreading hasbara when they were younger and are now uh realizing what they were what they were doing was kind of just being a propagandist uh yeah badhasbara at gmail.com all right everyone thanks again so much for listening and until next time from the river to the Jumping sea, us. let's agree to disagree. Krav Maga us, all karate us, Tiki Molly us, Michael Jackson us, Yamaha keyboards us, Jar Jar Binks not us, Andor was us, Heath Ledger Joker us, Endless Red Success, Happy Meals was us, McDonald's was us, Being Happy us, Bikram Yoga us, Shit.